Hello, and welcome to Adoptive Dad Tales, where we share the highs and the lows of the adoption journey. I'm Chris, the dad in this tale. Welcome to our story. Hey everyone, and welcome to Adoptive Dad Tales. My name is Chris. I am the dad in this tale, and I'm really excited to be with you. And I really thank you so much for joining me in this, our first ever episode. So, that being said, who am I? And who are we? And what it is I can bring to you in this experience? Well, put simply, as the title says, I am an adoptive dad. But to share with you a little about the makeup of our family and and how it reflects on what I can bring to you, I guess let's get stuck into that as a starting point. So, uh, I am the adoptive dad in this family. I have a wife. We've been together for over 20 years. And we adopted our two children, two little girls, uh, over three years ago now. Uh, They are currently seven and six. So if you do the math, they were reasonably grown up already when we had them. And we always wanted to go with siblings. We were always open to that. I mean, if you're going to do this once, let's just get it over with and go gung-ho rather than come back a few years down the line. And I think also we were always willing to consider older children uh, because we are both gluttons for punishment and also softies at heart that can't help think about... uh, you know, children that maybe aren't desired as much. And when the kids first moved in with us, um, I literally was the adoptive dad. I was the house dad. I took 12 months of adoption leave. And my wife had a more equivalent version of paternity leave in a way, because adoption leave is not gender specific. So that was a really great opportunity for us because given our working situations at the time, I was doing more hours and I wouldn't have seen them as much. And my partner was in a a role that allowed them to work less hours than me. So we we decided to do it that way so that we could have more days together as a family throughout the year. And also, I really wanted to. I really wanted to, you know, embrace that role and connect with the kids and enjoy being the house dad. Um, Obviously, it's going to be something we can also dig into in a future episode, potentially, if people are interested in terms of what that was like being the dad for the whole. I mean, obviously, I'm still I'm always the dad. But, you know, it's a very different experience when you are the house dad, the home dad. And uh, especially with two young girls, you know, the the impact that has when you are out and about with them every day and thinking about little things like. Where do I take them to the toilet when I'm out and about? And, and being the sole, I mean, obviously, we are a team, but there's large periods of that time where, you know, I am their main person for large quantities of time. And so, you know, not being able to go to the toilet in peace and all the other joys that so many single parents out there have to struggle with every day that, um, you know, my... 12 months as a house dad is not even touching that caliber so by no means this is not you know asking for sympathy at all it was it was I'm glad I did it it was great Um, but it's definitely something worth um, people might be interested in and so that's a kind of quick summary of who we are as a family and 
having been with us for over three years now, it's already been a roller coaster, and I know that that roller coaster still has a long, long way to go. And by no means is it over, by no means am I an expert, but I am someone living this journey each and every day. And I think it's really important to be able to connect with, with you, uh, to connect with the community and share these experiences with people that are interested in a way that is hopefully honest and insightful. Because, you know, I know from when we were doing our research and we were considering adoption, how important it was to hear from people who had done it, who were going through it. On all, and those were the things that really mattered to me more than anything. And so, yeah, if I can add to that plethora of, of people out there bringing you amazing information on adoption, then that would be fantastic for me. That's all I want. And if in the process we can, you know, connect and build a community and, and hopefully I can help anyone along the way um, and likewise help me because I'm sure there's moments I need help too and definitely that is the case, then it's a win-win. So please come on this journey with me. I think there's so much potential here and I'm really excited to, to bring my, my honest truths to you, really. I'm kind of an open book and whilst I do obviously have to be mindful of the privacy of my children and my family and that is something I am definitely going to do, I also feel solid enough in my wording to be candid with you about how it is to be a parent, an adoptive parent, and all the trials and tribulations and the highs and the lows and the joys that that can bring. So thank you so much for being with me. That being said, this is the first episode and it got me thinking about firsts. Uh, I figured that was a good thing to kind of quickly go over in this first episode because that's all I could think about was first, first, first. And then in thinking about firsts, and it's quite often the case, this is quite a popular topic, people worry, I think, or so I hear, about, you know, the concept of if you adopt an older child, am I going to miss out, or have I already missed out on all the firsts? You know, the, the first time a child walks, the first time a child speaks, the first time they do X, Y, or Z, I've already missed out on that. If I adopt a child that's already five, for example, and our, our eldest was, was nearly five at the point they moved in with us, what am I, you know, have I, have I missed out on all that joy and what am I left with? Well, to be quite blunt, I think the firsts that we experience as adoptive parents, as adoptive families are even more powerful than than those that you've missed. And so I will pick out a few of the, uh, at least a couple that stick out to me from my experience with my children. And hopefully that resonates with you as to, to why you shouldn't worry about that and why they're so amazing. And if you've already been through that yourself, then hopefully this is just something that, that you appreciate and you can relate to. And I should warn you, I'm a person that wears my heart on my sleeve because I can already feel myself getting a little bit emotional as I think about a couple of the things and I'll try and hold it together so I don't weep down the microphone at you. So for example, one of the first things that kind of sticks in my mind was 
in our, I think it was our first full year with, with the kids, uh, we went to the zoo with some friends and they have a boy not much older than, um, than my eldest daughter. And so they get on quite well uh, and play from time to time. And they had got to a point that they were running off ahead of us at the zoo a lot. They were getting more and more excited. It was quite late in the day and the, the zoo was quieter by this, by this point. So the pathways were clearer and they got more and more excited and started running further and further away and getting more and more out of sight. And I was kind of at the head of the adult group, if you like, kind of keep trying to keep an eye on them as they were going out of sight all the time. And there was a point where they couldn't see me and I could hear, I could hear my friend's son saying, oh, let's go here, let's go there. And my eldest daughter, I heard her voice go, oh, no, I, I can't go that far. I need to go back to my family. And that, that really hit me. Because it was the first time I'd ever heard her say something like that. And it wasn't forced. There was no one, there was no grown-up around her that she could see. Uh, it was to, you know, a, a child of a similar age and she was just playing with them and, and it was the, the first thing that came into her mind to say. And so... Yeah, that's a first that really resonates. And still now as I talk about it, it makes me a little bit emotional. Because, you know, she she quite naturally referred to us as a family in a, in a way that sounded so warm and genuine and concerned that she should come back. And, and that was really, really special. So that's a first that, that stands out for me. Now, another one that I want to point out to you is, and, and so many kids that come from, um, through adoption have, you know, various traumas that they're facing and we are no exception. Um, we face a multitude of issues and my eldest, uh, I mean, they both do to an extent, but my eldest particularly suffers with, with food related trauma. And so mealtimes were always huge or still are in many ways, but initially very much so very tough for her super huge deal and finishing her food <laughs> she was always so worried she's going to miss you know the next meal uh so finishing her food was a huge thing she would always ravit like ravenously have as much as she could and she continues to she's always very persistent on snack time and we have a whole routine built around that and so again that's something we can we can dive into deeper in terms of food specifically but the point I wanted to get to on firsts was because it was such an ongoing thing of uh, this girl just eats everything to the finite detail. You know, if you hand her a pear, there'll be nothing left. I mean, she may, if you're lucky, stop to breathe and not take in the stem uh, because that, that it just gets absorbed. But anyway, the one day we were at the dining table and they'd had food they'd had their meal and for pudding they had some fruits and she was eating a pear and normally as i say these are just they are literally just breathed in you know there's no there's no waiting around that thing is gone and she turned to me partway through it and said dad i'm full and she just handed me this half-eaten pear and 
my outer expression and, and voice was just like, okay, that's cool. And I took the pair of her and just let her go and, and go off and play and go about her day. Inside, I was exploding like you wouldn't believe because I was so amazed that my daughter had, had stopped and, and not consumed the whole thing. I, it sounds ridiculous because it's just a pair, but it was huge and it still is huge because it was the beginning of her starting to accept that, you know, there was food available, that there was food or there was food coming. It wasn't the end, you know? And so, yeah, that's another huge first. And so knowing that you bring those moments, the security and the safety and her feeling confident enough to be able to stop eating and hand me a half-eaten pear. And, you know, as much as she's offloading it to me as a bin, and I am very much the bin of the family, all the children and my wife, give me their rubbish because I, I apparently am just a receptacle for trash. Um, <laughs> because dad will then find a bin for it. Um, you know, I was so just overwhelmed in that moment with, with what had happened. And when I think back to it, it's still overwhelming. And the knock-on effect of it is clear to see as well in, in her subsequent behavior since then and how it continues to evolve. And as I say, it's not gone. You know, they're, those things are still there. They are inherent, but they are by no way as, as overwhelming as they were when she first came to us. And a huge part of that is built in that the ability for her to stop and say, Dad, I'm full is, you know, built in through the repetition of meals at the same time and sticking to a plan and having our regular snacks and all that kind of stuff. And just the secure and having her come, like, help pick the shopping and put it in the cupboards. And so that's a huge first. That's a massive first. And so when people worry about, you know, I'm, oh, I don't know about having an older kid because I'm going to miss the firsts. You're not going to miss firsts. You might miss the traditional, you know, photo album firsts. But, you know, I see a photo of a heart-eaten pair and I'm ready to cry because it's a huge first. And the first time she said she wants to go back to her family, that's a huge first. So, <clears throat> I hope you'll get used to the sound of me being all sentimental, because that's the kind of dad I am. <laughs> Maybe not so much around them. Sometimes I am the stern father from time to time, because they do rile me up, as all children do with their parents. But when I have the moment to sit back and, you know, contemplate and take in these moments which is a big part for me of what this whole thing is about. I get to really appreciate what it is that we are doing and how far they've come, how far we've come as a family and how much there still is to gain. <clears throat> so, there's a couple of firsts and this is the first ever episode.
Now, there's a few things I kind of touched on there. Very, very briefly, we've covered that there's hints of food trauma in our family. We've covered, obviously, that we deal with elder siblings. We've covered that we adopted through the COVID pandemic and the challenges that that brought us and the children. Um, so already there's a few things there that you can sense that, you know, we have lots to talk about and I have lots to discuss with you. And I'm really excited to, to be able to get that out there in the open. I'm so hoping to get contributions and questions and things on the show in the future. I'd love to hear from similar people out there in the world, whether you're starting your journey, you've been on it, you've, you're thinking about it, or just parents in general. Because, you know, it's, it's super, parenting is hard. It's hard. Um, it's not easy. And, and there will be days where, you know, it's, you question whether you did the right thing. And again, it's something to, to discuss is the hard days is facing the choices you make and, you know, whether you are, whether you worry about being a good parent or not and all those things, which are all human. And I think it's really important to keep those discussions going as well. So, but without being somber, I want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Please, you know, share this. Let people know that this is just the beginning. This is, as the episode says, this is the first. And I'm really excited to, to see where this conversation take, takes us. And I know that whether it's a conversation or not, or whether it's just me preaching into the, the metaverse that I'm going to do it anyway, because I'm, I like getting it all off my chest. I like talking to you all and hoping that, pretending that there's someone out there. So thank you so much. And I will speak to you soon. This episode was brought to you by me. Thanks so much for listening. You know how to find podcasts by now. So hit the button, do the thing, and join us for every step of the adventure. 